Hello and welcome to the Back to the TARDIS podcast, the podcast where we take a look at every single episode of the 2005 revival of BBC's Doctor Who. Uh, I'm Jeff. Hello, I'm Aurora. Uh, And it's your boy, back at it again. It's the bitch, Avery. Woo. And this week we are discussing Series 8, Episode 9, Flatline, by Jamie Matheson. Um... As mentioned last week, this is Matheson's second episode for the show and second consecutive episode for the show. And yeah, it's another banger. It's another really good episode. Though This one delves a bit more sci-fi. I do think it's not quite as good as last week, but I still think it's a really good episode. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Absolutely. And when, you, when your previous competition is mummies that's even not being as good as that one and still being good that's that's notable yeah yeah i think i think the idea uh is is great and i think the execute the visual execution of its ideas is both really well done and like a fun kind of weird off the beaten path type of thing I think where this episode fails is the fact that, uh, aside from, like, Riggsy, all the side characters suck. Yeah. And not just, not just in a, like, they're not particularly their way. Like, that fucking old dude is, like, a terrible character. He just <laughs> exists to be a bitch. Oh, oh, you know, you know he uses, uh, culture as a dog whistle. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say that the, like, monster plot is, like, eh. I don't know. I, I like I like the, the idea of the monster plot. I think it does uh, some really uh, interesting things, and it kind of weaponizes that the CGI looks off by a kind of intentionally leaning into it. I think the visual design is definitely really good. Um, like I definitely enjoyed that really off kilter look. Uh, that's not my problem as much of it. I just think I, it almost feels like a case of like playing its hand too early. Like I feel like we we got to figure out what the monster was way too quick, and then ma- the majority of the episode is just like how many different ways can we run? Yeah, away? that is that is. It's not like a yeah, major that is kind of true. It was kind of a moment where like they discover what the monster was and start running through. And I look at the runtime and I'm like, twenty fucking minutes left, really? Yeah, I thought it was earlier than that. I don't wow, know. It, okay. it might have been earlier. I think. I think the. It the, was definitely the point that. where I was like, ah, yes, we're in the third quarter. There was a point where I was like, ah, yes, we're in the third quarter of the episode. And I looked at the thing and it was like, no, you have like 30 minutes left. And I was like, what the fuck? I, I do think the progression of how the threat evolves kind of saves yeah. it a little bit from the fact that a, a lot of it is corridor running, for lack of a better yeah. term. Just, like, first you don't see it, then you see, like, the creepy, like, 2D, like, basically eating the furniture and eating the people, and then it starts to be, you know, quote-unquote 3D, and then, like, the big hand, like, you know, there's just, I don't know, I, I feel like there's some creativity that saves it from being, like, as boring as it probably should be. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like it's, it's kind of just like... It does kind of feel like it pulls out the big guns a little bit too early. And it's like if you, you could have stayed in the buildup a little bit longer, I think it might have worked a little better. But as it is, it just feels a little bit like you, you jump the gun. Yeah, I think usually because I, I think I think with sort of like more traditional monsters, it's it's easier to like play your hand immediately because I don't know. There's like more. There's more you can sort of do with that. But when it's like a, a really um, I don't want to say gimmicky, but like really out there thing, I think it it usually pays off in these types of episodes to like let it simmer for a while, really build up that mood, and then have less yeah running yeah, around definitely. at the end. Um, it's not a major. Or, yeah. I mean, it is it is kind of a detriment been... to the episode, but it's not like it's not doesn't ruin the episode, is what I'd say. Yeah, I I think for me it is like it it um it has such great fucking like creepy horror in a way that I don't feel like the show has had in a while quite the same um really well, but it kind of feels like it abandons that and goes into the third act action phase a little bit too early. Yeah, I think the main, like, the, the writing is still pretty, like, on point in, enough. Like, comparing it to the last episode, it's just, like, things just don't click quite as well. Not all of the pieces flow smoothly um, together. Because we have we have the monster plot, which, like, like the mummy is kind of gimmicky, but they do enough, like, well with it. And then you have, like, the personal drama with, like, Clara and Danny and the Doctor and the side characters. They just, like, don't mesh as well together. And and then you have, like, the whole idea of, like, the classist theme with, like, nobody looking into this because it's, like, a... It's kind of implied it's, like, a, a yeah. poorer it's estate. Like... Or, like, an estate with, like, more minorities. But it's just, it's just like, name-dropped. Yeah. It's never gotten yeah. into. So things... It's, like... There's still like there's there's quote unquote as many moving parts, but they don't like gel together. They don't work as well as like a coherent machine, um, as the last episode. Yeah, does. it's like it's it's a pretty good like honestly pretty based idea. It just doesn't feel like they actually like go anywhere. They forgot to actually write it. anything it's more about like, it. It's just like the. They're doing nothing for yeah. the poorest? Yeah, they're doing nothing for the poorest. And then at the very last minute, it's like, and this guy yeah, is I... violently awful. <laughs> yeah. It, like, to a point where it feels cartoony. And, like, you know, sometimes that kind of shit being really cartoony is kind of funny, but it's not played in played up in like a silly over the top RTD way. It's just kind of like, yeah, this dude sucks. No, I, w I was thinking about that because they basically do the same thing here that they do in Voyage of the Damned, where like the corporate asshole is one of the only people who survive. And he's way over the top in like being a terrible person. And sure, like there are there are that people who are like that cartoonishly like racist and classist. But, like, 
it just i don't know it doesn't lean into that rtd like heightened like sense of reality if yeah. that makes sense at, at least not for me so there was there was some disconnect with that character but um just just going back to the whole like side sort of like d plot of this being like a poor area and that's why it's not being looked into i was thinking like this is kind of the wrong story for that because it's like these 2d aliens aren't in this area because they know like because they're like poor or because they know that they'll get away with stuff for yeah. longer it's just like a coincidence it's just sort of again it doesn't gel with uh it, it does it doesn't even really connect with the uh the overarching themes of like soldiers and the doctor wondering about his like goodness yeah. like the last episode does it's just like here's a side piece and we'll leave all the them the thematic coherence for like the clara and doctor interaction <laughs> throughout this episode yeah absolutely um uh but yeah i will say like it, like we've we talked about the effects and stuff but i also think the delightful visual gag of the shrinking tardis is is just it's just delightful it's really it's good just great it's just it's really fun it's really fucking good and it's really funny like and it manages to be funny during like tense moments like when he, in a way that feels like really well done and intentional like the point where like the train's bearing down on him and he has to fucking Adam's family the TARDIS over to the uh like the side of the train tracks and he's like phew I did it and then it turns out that like in him doing that he fell over onto the train tracks <laughs> it's so good it's so good um one thing I will say for this episode is there's, like, a lot of really memorable things about it. Like, I remember this episode very well. Yeah. Um, just because, like, the, the concept is striking. The the shrunken TARDIS is very memorable. Uh, and a lot of the, like, horror bits are, are very memorable. Especially just, I mean, the whole, like, opening thing uh, with the, the like, anato human anatomy blown up on the walls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's 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 a really good way to like it really feels like it um it it's able it's one of those things where it really cleverly is able to get away with some really disturbing things by being abstract like the the nervous yeah. system or the skin where it's like, yeah, it's it's not graphic, but it's able to paint a picture and 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 be really like effective and horrifying despite its abstractness. I will say the one part that like was sort of too goofy for me, where that kind of failed, was like when the big hand comes out and grabs him. It shouldn't have followed him for like seven seconds, yeah. just like to see him scream. But but <laughs> that was like pretty that was too cartoony but yeah it, otherwise it like it manages to do like with a tv like quote unquote appropriate for all ages like budget and like restriction um like come across as like a a, a menacing uh yeah threat um
Oh, um, one thing uh, that Avery reminded me of is that I think this episode also gets, like, more noteworthy when, like, now looking back at, like, the Capaldi era, like, completely in, like, where Clara's character goes, mm -hmm. um, as, like, it's very, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm... You know, I'm going to be the doctor. Wasn't I an excellent doctor? And the fact that, like, I didn't really catch this before because I was, like, young and stupid. But the fact that, like, Riggsy sort of bookends, like, in both situations, she's helping this yeah. guy out. And in one situation, it really works out. And in the other... She fucking gets um, herself killed. It, yeah. So that 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 was nice. Um, and obvi obviously... It's kind of a more hindsight thing. It's debatable how much credit you want to give that to the episode. But the fact that they, the writers, or Stephen Moffat at least, like, saw a line here and continued it yeah. through, like, that. Oh, no, it feels like a very intentional thing getting started because this will come into play in the season finale, if you remember. Yeah, but I don't, I mean, we have no idea to know the exact time frame of things, but I thought it was, like sort of a last minute like reshoot decision that like jennifer coleman was gonna yeah i say jennifer <laughs> jenna louise uh i know i know names guys um that jenna louise coleman was gonna leave um and then she like decided not to well um yeah no so... no i was just talking about like how um how in the next ep like in the season finale there's also a bit where she pretends to be the doctor so, like, th it was very clearly a thing that they were setting up to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't remember that Riggsy is in the other episode. <laughs> yeah. So that is, that is, yeah, good catch. That's a very good, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like, um... Just that whole conversation is really good. I, I I think Jenna Coleman really sells it with just like how over eager and nonchalant she is about the whole thing. Um and just like Capaldi's look at that point is like, okay, that's not a good sign. That's worrying. We're gonna have to deal with that at some point. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's such a, no, go ahead. there, there's such like a duality or I don't know if it's intentional. It probably isn't. But the fact that we see like, like Clara basically like is exposed to the doctor with how, like, with how the Danny situation is not what, uh, she said it was. And I'm again, realizing that this is basically like like how how terrible rose was to mickey except like worse i think um because she's she's actively pretending like this isn't still happening and it's it's an interesting note to take the character and for her to lie to the doctor and the doctor like knows now but he's like sort of continuing to ignore it he just like acknowledges it and moves on and he does the same thing with um clara being so like happy it's like oh i was a good doctor and it's like no he's just like you were excellent goodness has nothing to do with it and then he just sort of like leaves yeah i'm just like well 
there is a lot of shit we need to talk about. Um, the the only drawback to that plot, it was just like I I remember the quote from uh, the caretaker where Danny's like saying like you have to tell me what's going on. I'm not stupid. And then he's like very yeah. stupid and <laughs> figuring out yeah. what's happening with this. <laughs> it's like, man, I know, I know that like there needs, like he needs to not figure out for the sake of the plot, but like, it's pretty fucking obvious what she's up to by the sound of that like phone call especially because he's already seen her just fucking lie straight to his face about shit like that it's also like the fact he he should at least think that she's having an affair because he hears like jumping and like her being out of breath and then rigsy like yelling in the background and i'm just like you cannot tell me that wouldn't sound like you caught someone yeah, having yeah, sex. Yeah, it's like, like, it's like the, the other read that you can have from that is also not positive. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, a little so worried what like, sexier having that involves falling out of a window. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, no look. Shaming. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was... But the, the fact... That's what hold this episode this episode back for me from like being as good. There's just a few moments where it's just like characters hold the idiot ball, whether it be Danny or that probably racist jackass, like just deciding to grab the TARDIS out of Clara's purse, even though he really shouldn't know that she has that. <laughs> it's just you know, it's it's not as tight. It's not as put together. Um, the atmosphere is mostly what mm-hmm. saves it in the moment because it just it's so good at keeping that momentum um but yeah it's just it's just not as well oiled a machine okay looking through the transcript i will make an amendment uh that like old like racist guy it does suck as a character but there is one funny bit that he's involved in where he's just so fucking like such so much of a like dull pathetic asshole that the psychic paper doesn't work on him because he has no imagination that one was good that's a good bit that's a good bit (laughs) i will concede on that front um another thing i found funny this probably i'm probably reading into this but it it felt like that they paced it so that like a white character dies and then a non-white character dies. Like, I'm pretty sure it, like, goes, like, back and forth. Like, yeah. every time. Because there's a guy in the beginning. Yeah. The police officer. <laughs> um, the One of the white community service people. One of the non-white community service people. Then the other white <laughs> um, community service person. I was just like, am I, like, reading into Perfectly this? Perfectly <laughs> balanced as all things should be. Yeah, I was just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> they were just like, we, we're doing a horror episode and the black person isn't dying first. And it's like, well, we have more people of color on the cast. It's like, fuck. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta like Oreo this shit or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, I have to say... Uh, I think it's really funny how uh, he has this uh, 
big speech after figuring out what they are um and uh like that they're they they are he is like i tried to to reach out to you and and contact you and talk to you normally but it's pretty clear that you only have malicious intent um and this big speech this plane is uh this plane is protected and then he he fucking goes like i name you boneless <laughs> and it's like i i don't even hate that name but something about the combination of the situation and that delivery just makes it sound really fucking awkward i have to think and kind of i funny. have to think that part was because i was paying special attention to it there's a certain point i think it's when he's knocked down when the TARDIS is knocked down onto the tracks, where Twelve's uh, mm. hair is, like, noticeably, like, shorter um, than it is in, like, yeah. preceding scenes and in previous scenes. And I'm just like, did they, like, need more action? Or did Stephen Moffat want, like, this big moment where he comes out and, like, has a big, like, I am the doctor, like, Matt Smith, here's my massive cock moment. Yeah. <laughs> or, or yeah. like, whatever, be because, yeah, I don't know, it just, it, it's a, I, I, get, I guess I get it, because I, I do, this is one of the moments I do think of as, like, early defining 12 moments, um, and I guess, like, maybe they wanted a stronger conclusion to things, um, but yeah, it's a bit of an awkward moment um because the the first part of that like mini speech starts out great and then it's just like here's your name <laughs> and then it's done it's <laughs> yeah yeah um anyways yeah um yeah i i just i will say it's a really it's a really fucking good episode with a lot of good bits but i just i don't have um I don't have too much to say about it, honestly. Uh, it's just, it's really solid. It's really solid. It's fun. I honestly think some of that is because, like, it goes a little bit, I like, yeah, I will say, uh, like, it goes a little, it, it, as I said, it plays its hand too early. And then I think outside of, like, a couple, like, good set pieces, the back, like, 20 minutes kind of blurs together. yeah um i will say like as i said i still think it's a really really fucking good episode but it's yeah it's it's not as good as last week uh kind of structurally falls apart it, it is you know what i'll actually i'll i'll just say it it is carried by its cool concept and like good visual execution and and some like some good character moments otherwise it's it's not as not as great was that you doing ratings or no no we haven't moved on to ratings yet that was me uh seeing if you got uh you got anything else to say because nah. uh, yeah like i'm out and i'm, I'm out like, too fucking, yeah I, I, yeah and i'm really tired so because yeah. <laughs> i'm looking at this and i'm like yeah, i'm like fair. 
like this is uh we're only at like 25 minutes like this will be like the shortest episode we've ever done if we just release it won't this be like the this shortest it... episode we've done it definitely won't be wait really i i swear we've done shorter i don't know i'll go check the thing hello hello yeah, future listener um... are you enjoying the padding that we're doing right now <laughs> this is the uh um, this is the oh. uh auditory equivalent of those bits in evangelion where they just hover on a single shot uh for like a solid minute with nothing <laughs> happening that's what we're doing right now okay we had one that was like 28 minutes Jeez. okay maybe we do actually usually get to a lot longer than this yeah we usually we usually get to like at least 30 can you think of another Doctor Who episode where they've just, like, introduced another side character, like, five minutes before it ends? Because, like, the, the train guy... Oh, yeah, guy, yeah, that was I'm so like, weird. I'm like, what the fuck? Why is this guy here? I guess it, like, his guy, this, like, yeah. he feels, that character feels like he's there because, like, because they went, oh, shit, like, we can't just, like, leave that guy behind and we probably shouldn't kill him off. So, like, I don't know what to... <laughs> Uh, I guess I guess he'll just tag along then. Yeah, there's a few bit of bits of just like kind of awkward writing where just like they get to a place they don't really know what to do from there and they just kind of like keep tacking it together. Yeah. Um, now, uh, one one thing that I did just remember uh, that I will say um, is that uh, I forgot to mention this. We have reached this marks officially our 100th episode of this dumb fucking podcast. Is this the 100th Yay. episode? Yes, this is the 100th episode. Oh, God, and it's a train wreck. <laughs> At least, well, okay, I guess it's, I guess it's not, like, technically our act. Wait. I guess okay, so I guess we didn't number we numbered bonus episodes as like part of the actual episode run, uh, but I guess I guess technically technically uh, because of the the weird freak accident that just manifested itself on our anchor page on April Fool's Day, technically last week's was the hundredth episode, uh, but that didn't adhere to the normal count, so uh, this is our actual hundredth episode. <laughs> that episode was non-canon. It's a filler episode. <laughs> that was uh that was episode that was episode 99 and the episode that actually came out was like episode 99 with a little apostrophe next to it like an evangelion to like denote that it's like the actual episode the the anime was getting too close to the manga so we needed to pat out an extra episode to give the manga custom <laughs> space to get ahead yeah. exactly yeah. we needed we needed to dip into the future timeline and and pull an episode off of our Deep Space yeah. Nine run. Anyways. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm I'm out of shit. <laughs> yep. Okay, alright. Uh I guess we'll move on to ratings. Uh yeah, it's it's a pretty fucking good episode, honestly. It's uh it kind of falls apart in some places um and definitely can be a little bit messy but in the end i do think that it's a really fucking cool episode that has some really neat ideas 
um even if i think a lot of the characters are unforgettable and are, are, are forgettable and the uh back half really kind of just smears together and feels uh undistinct and not very great so yeah it's it's i'd say it's still yeah i'll give it an a minus i think let's go with that yeah um this episode is very functional um which i i suppose could be interpreted as an insult i don't really mean it to um i just i like to think of it as like um i don't know imagine like imagine like an okay like built house but it has like really pretty curtains or something like the like the the episode um there's some pacing issues not all the themes and the narrative and the characters like completely gel with each other but like the atmosphere and most of the character dynamics uh the the important characters like make it work well enough that it's that it's an entertaining ride um the alien the monster is basically a gimmick but it's a gimmick that is implemented to the greatest extent that it can be um this is really like i think this is a jenna louise coleman yeah. episode basically yeah it's like it's her it's her time to really like carry the majority of like um it, it's basically like what if a companion like had to be the doctor and as that it's a it's a Doctor Light episode, but like not as hard as some of the Doctor Light episodes from the RTD. Yeah, era. it's it's a Doctor Light episode, except like he's he's basically like the guy in the chair. Um, to to use a Spider Man No Way Home <laughs> reference, sure. Um, uh, but yeah, aside from that, not a lot to say. The the Danny Clara stuff, while it was like pretty damn good for like the past like two or three episodes that we've covered it's it's starting to go on a downturn again unfortunately um and it'll pretty much continue that way um at least from memory until the end uh so it, it's fine next season still really yeah good. so like again <laughs> you you could you could say in the grander picture that this basically starts uh clara's character arc to basically being the uh being the doctor light which uh you can ask donna and arguably rose that didn't turn out well um so yeah. <laughs> so we'll see where that goes but yeah um still still a pretty you know for for writing episodes that like end up being like back to back like still pretty damn like solid work i think so um yeah i'll give this a uh a a a a, a solid eight out of ten. Yeah, so I you know, I really agree. This is very a Clara centric episode. I think it, it comes at a really interesting point uh in her arc and just sort of her relation to the doctor. Um Yeah, especially coming off the last like I think especially coming off of the very like coming off of um Orient Express where she's like supposedly leaving and then she chooses to not and then coming straight into this episode, um and she's immediately like addicted to it and just like really just getting into like being the doctor and stuff. It's very telling about where she's at in, in her like attitude towards things. Uh, yeah. Um, I think the monster plot is like, eh, yeah, it's 
very eh. I think there's some very I think there's some good aspects to it. I think the effects are good. I think the the early horror aspects to it are good. There's not much to say beyond that. Um, the doctor is pretty good in this episode. I think and I think the the TARDIS is utilized well. Um, there's not much more to say. It's just like it's a good episode. It's like a seven point. Yeah. Six. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. All right then. Um. Uh. So next week we will be is oh uh, yeah is it yep. in the forest of the night next week? <laughs> <laughs> Shit! I saw that preview and I was like, fuck. <laughs> okay all right um yeah uh so um until then um you can follow the podcast on twitter at b2tardispod you can support us on patreon for a number of benefits such as early access to episodes the ability to listen in live to episodes being recorded and potentially even the ability to guest star upon an episode of your choosing uh, oh, and would you look at that? We made it over 30 minutes. There we go. Nailed Woo! it. Fuck yeah. 100, baby. I'm Jeff, and you can follow me on Twitter at WheatleyBL. I'm a funky little lad with a lot of friends in my brain. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at of mice and Femmes. I am full of lard. <laughs> Yum. And we will see you all next week. Thank you.